I think gurus are great, but um, I, I really wish that I would have zeroed in on one or two people and just followed them, just follow one or two people. Um, I have this belief that sometimes we really want to look at the big names and the big people and the people that are doing it. And those are great. But the people who are like just a little further along than us tend to be willing to give the most information. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Our next speaker is the host of the Taking the Leap podcast with Rachel G. Scott founder of the I Can't Come Down movement and co-founder of B4 Women. She is a former Huffington Post contributor and Compel focus group leader and current version teacher. She's going to be doing an interview um, on Fast Track Your Success, What I Wish I Knew. All right, I'm going to hand it over um, to Rachel and to Linda. Yes, I am honestly so excited about this. Rachel has been highly, highly recommended. And I can't wait till she drops some gems and blessings on us. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about you, what you do? Yeah, so I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for just allowing me to be a part of this amazing event that you all have planned. Um, I, I think she did a great intro. So writer, speaker, um, I have a podcast called Taking the Leap. And I heard you all talking a little bit about taking leaps. So it's really breaking down five different ways that we can take leaps and um, just all, all the things. And of course, I have a business, a brand agency called RGS Group. And I love just helping people develop a personal brand um, when it comes to just Sometimes it's a business, sometimes it's a brand, helping them figure out what that looks like. So, Amen. So what, so you're a writer, right? Yes. And a business owner. What came first? Did it, was, you know, like, how did you get it? You know, how did you get to where you are right now? Right. Great, great, great question. So the first thing was writing. Um, and it's so funny because I didn't ever, I, I didn't have like this dream of being a writer. I didn't think I was going to be a writer. I had this little poem book, not little. It was actually a really big random poem book that we found at the thrift store one day. And I'm like, well, what can I do in this? And I think some people might've drawn or done something like that, but I was like, I'm going to write poems. And that was about it. I didn't see too much more with it. And then one day I just really felt led to start working on writing and some people may just start with a blog, but no, not Rachel. Rachel said, I'm going to write a book, you know, <laughs> that's going to be the, the best thing to do. And that's really where my career started. And that evolved into uh, my husband and I, we had a blended family ministry we did together. And that's when we realized that there was a, a design and branding niche. And that kind of was cultivated from, from that. And then just through life and things happening, um, I just really started loving working with people as they just develop their brand, develop their own voice, how they want to be presented out into the world. Um, I did receive an MBA, but I don't know how helpful that I, I said this all, all the time. I'm like, I don't know how that how helpful that actually was because I didn't get it in entrepreneurship per se. Um, but I think there are aspects of that that have been helpful along the way. So you became a writer. I'm just going to 
be nosy. So <laughs> go ahead. So you came became a writer and then a business owner and then a speaker. Yes. So and what writer topics mainly. So writer, business owner, speaker, um, blended family was a was my topic for quite some time. And then I started leaning more into really the encouragement and helping people, um, this biblical encouragement, practical encouragement. So that's kind of where I can come down, evolved as more of a ministry. And uh, even that was an idea. Listen, y'all, when I go, I just go all the way. So I started with the book. Then I was like, hey, I, I, you know, I want to have this movement. Why not have a conference? Okay. That was, so most people build and then they, they do the thing, but I wanted to have in a conference and, um, I just really saw that there was something there that was encouraging people. Um, that's also what began to, to cultivate just that more independent. Cause the first business, my husband and I did together, it was more the independent part of what I was doing and what, um, really God was cultivating within me to do. And then from there, I went back into just really full-blown writing and, um now on the traditional traditional publishing track so that's awesome um so so Rachel I want to get I'm going to get a bit deeper into this because I have a few questions here and I know that people are like a lot of people have signed up for your talk and a lot of people are going to be listening to the replay and so I can't wait to just dig in deeper with you so I like the title of like what I wish I knew why mm -hmm. why did you choose that to speak about that yeah, there have been so many, we know when it comes to just business ownership, there's so many ebbs and flows, ups and downs and things that, you know, we have, we listen to so many different people along the way. And I, there are just certain things that I wish I would have known um, that would have helped me not only progress, but just be more confident earlier along, uh, along the journey um, so that I think it would have helped me a go a little bit further, you know, a little bit further, faster. I mean, speed really isn't the thing. We should all have our own pace, but even knowing that, that my pace doesn't look like someone else's could have helped me so much. I think it's the same with me because at first you hear all these gurus, right? They're like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Invest in this app, invest in that app. And here you are paying for something, an app that monthly that you're not even using yeah. because you're not there yet on where they, you know, like why they use it or use right. it, right? Absolutely. So I completely understand that. So what, what would be the number one thing that you wish you knew? <laughs> it's funny that you say the gurus, right? Yes. Because I think gurus are great, but um, I, I really wish that I would have zeroed in on one or two people and just followed them, just followed one or two people. Um, I have this belief that sometimes we really want to look at the big names and the big people and the people that are doing it. And those are great. But the people who are like just a little further along than us tend to be willing to give the most information. And along the journey, I realized that I was getting so much more from people who were, they were pretty far along, but they weren't so big that they were trying to just like, give only little bits and pieces of information. They were like, how can I help you? I want to see you win. So I wish I would have known earlier along to look for those people that actually want to see me win and invest in those people and what they were producing because they were going to give me the gold. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, you can't you can't sleep on people, man. No, oh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that are winning the game. I mean, like I've, I invested, I was, I signed up for an email newsletter and I invested 
in an email marketing um, group coaching and everything like that. And she's not one of, you know, like, I wouldn't say like, you know what I'm saying? Like a huge, you know, email marketing. She's actually like someone I just been following because I love the way that she shows up and everything like that. So I think it's like important to choose a way that you love, like how they show up because they be killing it. <laughs> they be that, killing right. It. And see, that's the thing. You don't even know. You, you don't, don't know because know. you can't see behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. you're like, if I'm loving this that much, why wouldn't I kind of learn and I always say I have like one or two online mentors that don't even know that they're mentoring me, but they are teaching me things. They're teaching me gold. I look at how they're, how they're doing everything they're doing that's similar to me. Like I can learn so much from them, you know, and they are the ones that people sleep on all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and get on their email list because a lot of them are dropping gold nuggets. Yes. You know, so get on the email list, like someone like Lori, Someone like Rachel, someone like me, someone exactly. like all the speakers that have been here. <laughs> Network, you know, saying getting checked yes. website, see what's going on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Okay. So, what has your experience been like as you stepped out to like hire people? You know how how has that? Because that yo that has been really hard for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> that right there is let me just say this I've only hired a few people and really it's been virtual assistants because for me that's been my greatest need and like with social media I'm on social media but that's I want to say like I'm an introverted social media person (laughs) just to be honest like I'm on there but if I'm in person I'm like hey everyone when I get on social media I'm like what do I say I don't know this let me just put it out right So I hire someone to just help me to show up, you know, with that. And one thing for me is um, the interview process and having the conversations. I really like recommendations. I'm going to be honest. Like if someone recommends someone and I see that they're serving someone else well, that to me is is golden. And I I usually use that path. But if there's other times that I have to hire out um, or contract with someone, then I find someone that's maybe skilled, that's willing to give me some insight. So say, for example, I need someone to do some video editing for me, you know, um, then I'll find someone that I know is pretty good at video editing and say, hey, what do you think about this, this person and what they share with me, a friend or something, you know, and um, they'll give me their perspective and their insight. And that helps me to hire confidently in areas that's not necessarily my skill set. Amen. Yeah. And you never know because, you know, there's ebbs and flow in business. And, you know, when you hire a VA, sometimes they also have other goals too. Like right. it's a short run, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're going on to bigger and better things, you know, yes. they just got, you know, I that know. happened to me recently. My virtual assistant. <laughs> she moved to Korea and I was like, oh, wow. no, hold on. I still need you though. <laughs> You know, I've kind of been in a limbo phase there. I can definitely feel it, but it was that it was a shock. And I didn't realize how much I was entrusting and needed, you know, what she was doing. So I already miss her. I miss her so much. Come back. (laughs) Shout out. Right. I I, I 100% get that because it has happened to me, you know, and then there's also been, how about, what do you do with with the VAs that say, I can do all this, but yes, um, I have had some challenges with that. And I've had some times where I had to learn how to have difficult conversations. So I had hired someone to help me in a specific role, not necessarily a VA, but it was more of a social media capacity. And she definitely led me to think that she had 
the bandwidth, but she didn't. Um, and so I had to have several conversations with her. And at the end of the day, I just, you know, really had to tell her, well, first, let me say this. I had to do some work within myself because <laughs> I was definitely frustrated at the fact that I was having to follow up so much. Cause there's, when you have to do a lot of following up on a task that I have given to you, I, I don't have the time to follow up. I just need to know that it's done and if it's not getting done. So when we would get on the phone, you know, I thought everything was going to be good when we hung up and then nothing, you know, it wouldn't happen. And eventually I just had to have a real honest conversation with her and say, look, I care about you. This is a business that you have. I'm contracting with you, but here are some areas where I see, you know, that you're doing great. Here are some areas that I see that you definitely could improve. And I want to be able to share, you know, what you're doing with other people, with other people that I know that need your service, but I couldn't confidently share that with you. And I'm, I'm really about honesty. I don't think that it serves anyone well to not be honest with them um, and tell them how they can improve. If you can do that in a loving way, and she was receptive every time. She's like, yeah, Rachel, I want to do better. I mean, unfortunately, I, she was just going through a lot. And when we see those things, just being sensitive to that and saying, hey, you know, this may not be the season and that's okay. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, people won't say that they're in a difficult season, you know, right. and you learn that after all, they were in a difficult season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, one of the reasons why I want to touch on this a little bit is because, you know, and for what I wish I knew in the beginning, I thought it was me. I'm like something in my leadership, something I'm doing, there's right. something wrong with me. And sometimes, no, sometimes it's not nothing wrong with you, but it's just, just how you approach it. Like just approach it in a loving way, cut your losses exactly. really fast, like quickly. Don't even ask for a reef just cut it. Just, just get out the door. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I did. I had someone that we just couldn't finish it out. It was just so much questions. There were loom videos. I mean, I did everything in my capacity, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure they set them up for success. And I decided to just cut, cut it out. I'm not asking for anything back. Hey, and I've learned a lot on that. So what would you, what were your takeaways from those experiences that you had? Yeah. Um, the first, well, I will say with the VA that I lost just due to her moving that I really needed to always have some, some people in my back pocket, always kind of look for other people and really look at what I really liked about her that I would want to see in the next person, you know? And then um, for the person that I did have to let go of, uh, I think for me, the biggest thing would just be, like you said, to cut your losses I can honestly say I would, I waited too long and I got more and more frustrated as I waited longer and longer. And I wish I would have just said, listen, yeah, this isn't working. It's okay. You know, thank you for being willing to do that. You know? And so I think I, that's, that was a big takeaway for me. Yeah. That was a tough conversation to have. I learned that, you know, I was like, you know what? I, it's affecting my family life. It's affecting the way that I'm showing up. You know, I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting yeah. you know, angry at my husband and he's not even, you know, right. <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on. Like, what, what's going on? I'm like, it's just right. my business. It's just things in my business. And I decided I, I prefer peace within myself. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead yes. and in a positive way, like, right. hey, I, you know, and very, very, because it, it felt refreshed. I was like, I feel refreshed to you. And they were like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we'll right, get it next time <laughs> right so tell us a little bit about your podcast and I'm sorry I was coughing I, no. I, I was like no, oh, you're fine. I was trying to hold it together like 
So no, you're fine. Look, I love this. It's live. It's real interview style. So the podcast is really centered around taking leaps. Um, one of the things I, I think the person before me kind of spoke to not just jumping out without having a plan. And um, so it's really about encouraging people, number one, to to encouraging people when they are feeling led to to shift or to change or to transition, but also to encourage them that it's not always you have to walk completely away from everything. There are different seasons. And so some seasons you will have to walk away from everything that you've been doing, um, but there should be provision when you do that. In other seasons, you may work full time while you're while you're simultaneously um, building something, and that's okay. You know, we can feel pressure to say, "Okay, I have to walk away from everything because I have this idea or I want to start this business," and it doesn't always have to work that way. But that is an option. Um, and there's other seasons where we have to temporarily walk away from something to care for a loved one, to homeschool, to take care of a parent, to just do something in a caring capacity. But we'll go back to what we were doing, and those seasons are also leaps. And those seasons are okay as well. So it's really bringing encouragement, just sharing stories of people who have taken different leaps, even if it's a move, who have taken different leaps, how they process through it, what they learn through the process to help other people. Amen. I love that, you know, because people need that, right? People need that encouragement. Yes. People need like other testimonials, right? Like, te you know, like exactly, right? Like, you yes. It breaks certain things, right? It it breaks that negative chatter that sometimes we all can have. Like, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. If you already are saying that, 100%, you've already established that you can't. But if you say I can and I will, you have, you know, even if it's 1%, it, you have right. a chance. There's a chance, you know, but you right. get a greater chance in, in saying those positive words over yourself and where you're going. So I absolutely love that. One of the things that I wish I knew, never drink tea during an interview. I gotta <laughs> put that in a, in a note. Let me listen, <laughs> what I wish I knew. <laughs> what I wish I knew, okay. Um, so um, as you're growing your business, do you have any, like, you know, one of the things that you said that you wish you knew in the beginning was your own pace? right? Doing things at your own pace. Can we go a little bit deeper in that? Like, how did that look like for you? How did, how did you stumble on, onto like learning your own pace and everything like that? Um, by trying to move with everyone else's and that does not work well. You know, I am one, I'm the kind of person who I'm very self-aware. I'm self-aware of how I feel. Like if I'm overwhelmed, if I am feeling stressed, if I'm feeling like this is the way to go, I'm really self-aware in that capacity. And, um, I can feel it in my body, but I just know, you know, so learning my own pace is first of all, recognizing the season that I'm in. I'm in a season where I have children in the home from um, elementary to just started driving. Okay. So there's a lot going on over here and I can't do what everyone else is doing. That's just the reality. So like for me, I wanted to go 20 before everything happened. You know, I had done everything I needed to do to start speaking all the time. And, you know, two, three times a month, I was ready to go. And all of a sudden things just slowed down. And I had to look and say, listen, you have kids that are younger right now. Realistically, traveling five times a month is not going to work for the season of life you're in. Your pace is not that right now. But for me, that's how it was for someone else. I know people who have children, they have a different balance on their day to day. So they can travel all over every month. There is no judgment when it comes to that. But I had to look at Rachel and I had to look at her family dynamic and what her family needs were. And I had to slow my pace down 
I was ready to go. I was ready to go, but I had to slow it down based off of that. So for me, recognizing my pace is like looking at the things I feel led to do. I feel called to do that I'm doing um, and saying, how am I going to do that? Even now I'm working on a book um, that's releasing about the five leaps and the, the, um, the publishing company is due in June. And I thought I was going to have a ton of time, right? But life was happening along the way and I'm still working on the book. And I had to say, what does my pace look like now? There were seasons before when I would go to the library, spend the whole day there, write the book. But now in the season I'm in, I have to wake up early and get it and try to get, get some words written in that chapter. It's totally different. But if I look online and I see someone sitting at the beach with their typewriter and they're writing and I'm like, oh, I want that. But that's just not the reality. That's not the season I'm in. That is not the pace of my life. The pace of my life is, Rachel, you got to get up early. You're going to have to write if you want this book to get done. So being okay with the season that I'm in and the pace that I am moving in. I think that's really important, you know, just recognizing that in our own lives, like what's important to me, you know, what do, you know, I know where I know my goals, I know where I want to get to, but let's check in with myself, right? Let's check in with oneself and like, what's important, right? You know, and I think when you start tuning in more with yourself, it also, you know, goes into the rest of your business, right? Right. So Absolutely. you feel more successful, you know, when to cut someone because someone's, you know, taking your piece, you know, you already know like, okay what's the best exit strategy? I have to have a difficult conversation. How can I do it in a positive way, right? I think always like maintaining that positive energy because the negativity is just gonna make you not wanna get out of bed or wake up early. Like what gets you up early, right? What, yep. what gets Rachel up early to write that book? Because goodness, that's a sacrifice in itself. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, one thing is knowing that it's gotta get written and it's not gonna write itself. So you, you said it's called the five leaps. Can you tell us a little bit about the five leaps? Yeah. So um, I kind of wove it in a little bit. So the book is going to be called Taking the Five Leaps. Um, oh. And it's really about biblical. There's five biblical characters that just really got revealed to me that had taken leaps of faith that um, they didn't walk away from everything. Of course, we know with the disciples, they did. But then there were four others, including Jesus. I mean, just the leap that he took from heaven to earth, you know, was huge. And so, so I break down each of those leaps and how that applies to us in the seasons that we are walking through in the seasons that we are in. Um, and even to a degree, what kind of natural leaper am I? There are some leaps that are easier to take than others. We know some people that they can move from one job to the next job and not feel bad about it at all. And they're like, okay, that season is up. While other people, they may be feeling led to do that, but there's a lot of resistance that they have to walk through because that's not just their natural leap style. Yeah, I love that. Cause you know, you, they always you. say, take the leap, take the leap, but like, well, right, exactly. <laughs> You're playing double dutch. Like, right. I jump in. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So you got to recognize. So you're pretty much saying God revealed to you, like, there are certain seasons, certain leaps within those seasons. Yes. And what type of leaper, right, are you? Wow. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. Um, so, <clears throat> Where can people find Rachel? Like, where do you hang out? What are, what are you doing? Great question. So um, there, there's one thing I wanna, to wanted to share too that I think would be helpful for everyone. Um, I have someone that um, I'm contracted with and I learned so much from, from him. And one thing that he said that has helped me when it comes to my business is that yes lives in the land of no. And I think so often, if I, I wish I would have known, going back to that, yeah. that 
to really not so much internalize those no's we get in business, those no's that we get and realize that yes, it's gonna, there's gonna be a yes in there. It might take us a while to get to it, but when we get to that, yes, it was worth it. And continuing to press and continuing to pursue what we truly believe in our heart is worthy of the time that we're investing in. So I wanted to make sure I said that, um, even though it, it's not really- No, no, let's go. I found I mean, that. We, have, we have like, what, we got five more minutes. No, actually, we got even more than that. Cause okay, good, good. Networking <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because- Yeah, because yeah, even with me- yeah, I'm oh, sorry. No, no, we'd love to go deeper. Go ahead, girl. Yes, because even with me, when I think about just my journey, like as an entrepreneur with my brand agency, you know, getting the actual book deal, there were so many no's. I mean, I had to become very resilient to no, nope, this isn't no, this isn't a fit. This isn't a fit. But when I say when I once I started receiving those yeses, it made every no worth it because then I'm with the right person. I have the right customer or I have the right, you know, I'm with the right agency. I'm with the right publisher. And, but if, if I would have given up because I kept hearing no, I would have missed out on the blessing that was coming. So I just really wanted to encourage people with that because I know it can be discouraging at times when we're constantly hearing no, or, you know, you're not seeing the momentum that you want to see, but continue pressing, continue moving forward in what you're doing. Yeah. Amen. You know, that's a big deal because there's going to be moments, whether even if like you're making sales every day, even if things are going in and you're like, wow, I never thought I would get to this point. There's going to be those moments that you're, that you're going to be like, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm, I'm going to yeah. give up. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> yes. You know? I saw someone do like, um, I don't know how to say it, GIF, GIF, whatever it is. Yeah. And they were like, um, I'm, I'm putting in my resignation to myself today and I accept. I'm like, there are days like that. Yes. <laughs> there are days like that. Yes. So as you're building your business, like Rachel was saying, you're going to get no's, a whole lot of them. They're going to feel bad, you know, and a lot of things you might internalize. Like for me in the beginning, I internalize like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing wrong when it comes to hiring help? How come I'm not hiring the right people right now? What What's going on? And then letting go of the, you know, people because like, you know, certain things or it's just a season or something like that. That's mm-hmm. also difficult. Like having those difficult conversations and I think really pouring into yourself, like getting a book like um, like Rachel's book. I can't, can we pre-order? Like what's going on? It's, okay. So let me tell you about the book. It comes out March, 2024. Um, it's with Moody Publishers. So hopefully around January, February, you'll be able to start pre-ordering it. But yeah. in the meantime, if you go to the podcast there, are, I, I drop nuggets in there and you'll find some great encouragement there. How was, okay. T- take us through this, the story of how you even got a publisher because you know, as a entrepreneur, people are like, you know, oh, I'm going to write up my own book. Some go through the self-publishing, some go yeah. to a publisher. I, w- I would rather go through a publisher than do the self-publishing. That's just me. <laughs> but what Right, right. Yeah. I've done both. So I self-published um, some of my, my resources before, but um, how did I get a publisher? Writing the proposal, which I did not want to do. I was very resistant to that process. I was like, I don't want to do this. Just no. But um, wait, wait, wait. But I, why? Why? Why didn't you want to do it? And what gave you the idea to even write a proposal? Was it someone like, hey, girl, you need to get a publisher, get, you know, write that proposal? Okay, so I'm going to get all the way real. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this, this is who I am. I didn't want to write the, I didn't want to write a proposal because I, for me, I'm more of a creative. So writing the book is the easy part the the proposal is more of an administrative piece in my mind right but I really felt like God was leading me to in 
that my next book was going to be traditionally published. I just kept feeling that even though I didn't know what the next book was. And actually the original book that I promoted um, or I submitted to the publisher was the book that I thought was going to be traditionally published. And along that way, this other book concept came about. So one thing I tell people all the time is go to conferences, like these kind of conferences, virtual conferences. I actually got by agents and um, the, I'm trying to think the, the, a couple of people that I was talking to publishers, both were at conferences. So they both came through conferences. I did have a publisher, an agent, I'm sorry, so many titles, an agent (laughs) before um, with the original book, but um, I decided to shift to another agent. And the way that I went about doing that was going to, I, I literally signed up, paid the extra money, signed up, Um, to have a 15 minute conversation with this agent. And after that, I had to submit the proposal, the original concept. She was like, oh, that's good. But I really like the other one that you talked about. Like, okay, so I created a second proposal. Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) You are probably going to write multiple proposals and multiple versions of the proposal. proposal. Hence why I did not want to write a proposal. However, I found it to be really, really worth it because where we actually started pitching was at another conference. Listen, y'all, in-person, virtual conference. Like I'm a huge advocate because there's something about when you decide to be one of the few people in the room, that's just the reality of it, as opposed to being one of the hundreds of people sending emails. When you decide to be one of the few people that show up, invest, and go into the room, there's something that happens with that. So another conference, I went to it, went to another conference, and then um, we started pitching there. And from that conference is how uh, my agent was actually at that conference. And that from that conference is how we ended up going through more of the proposal process and landing the book deal with Moody Publishers. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. But I hope you heard all the work in between there. Lots of work. <laughs> exactly. Because th- this is the thing, like we look at people, you know, we look at all these speakers, right? And, you know, or even someone maybe looking at me or, or, or how have you, right? We look at all of these women showing up and you don't think that they ever get no's. You don't think that they ever have a difficult time growing their business. You think it's all like rainbows and sunshine. There's never a rainy day. How does your garden grow? Pure, pure, just breath. <laughs> like, we, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they just show yeah. up and everything positive happens, but they don't understand like the inner work, like you were talking about, you had to change a lot of things within yourself, you know, approaching Mm -hmm. some of these adversities, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm so thankful that you're here and letting our audience know and and the people, um, the replays, the replayers, you know, but letting us know, and the podcast, letting us know that if you want something, put in the work. Put in yes. the work for what you want. Just because, you know, you're you, you know what I'm saying? That you think it's just magically going to unfold. Yeah, mm-hmm. you may have give, been given a vision. Yes, you may have been given a strong word over you, but it's up mm-hmm. to you because faith without works is dead, Absolutely. right? Yep, 100%. Man, okay, so so if if there was one person in here that you can talk to that they're in a situation that was similar to yours when you didn't even know when you were in the poem stage, right? Writing your poems, right? And you didn't even know that you were going to get these book deals, be amazing on social media, have this amazing business. What would you tell 
that mompreneur? Mm, that's good. You know, I think for me, the biggest hurdle I had to overcome was myself. I knew that there were areas where I wasn't that strong of a writer. I wasn't that good in certain things. And for a while, let that hinder me. When I chose to pursue, to continue, despite what I felt like were weaknesses for me, you know, I really feel like God set people along in my path to help me. So we have to do the work initially. We have to be willing to step out with all our imperfections and say, I'm doing this. Like this is going to happen. We have to move out of the land of maybe, well, I could, and into this is a decision I'm making. I'm going to do this and move forward. So I would just tell them, let today, tomorrow be the moment where you make a decision and then you move forward in that decision. Amen. So I'm going to tell you a story with my kids. So um, my kids, like right now they're drawing, like they don't, they're, they're not on the TV really, they just draw. I said, put on a movie because I'm in a meeting, but no, they want to draw, <laughs> right? Like you think they can get entertained with the movie, but they entertain right. drawing. And my kids started drawing as soon as they could pick up a pencil, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the thing, they get frustrated sometimes, right? In the journey of drawing, they get frustrated and they want to give up and they start crying and start fighting with one another. Like it doesn't look as good. And I'm going to show you two examples. So this is my daughter now. She's four years old, right? This is how she's drawing. She draw a rainbow. She's drawing really great circles. Yeah. And I keep pushing them and saying, keep practicing. You'll get better if you keep on practicing and you keep on doing it. This is my nine-year-old. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yes. And yeah. And he started just like this, wow. you know what I'm saying? And this is where he is now. Right. And so like you were saying, like you weren't a strong writer at first, right? Mm -hmm. You weren't a strong effort where we don't start off great at this. Like, you know, this is my first summit. I'm learning so much, you know, but I'm going out there and I'm making moves and I'm putting it mm -hmm. out there. But if we don't even start if we don't even try and we're so afraid of what people may think and the no's that we get, you know, we won't get that book deal like that job. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Or the client or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you're getting a book deal. Right. <laughs> that for your life. But whatever you want for your business, right? Or, or a, 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 an engaged Facebook group, right? I mean, we have 2000 plus members in ours and, it, and I think it's like amazing and it's really engaged. Yes. So like all the things that you may, you know, may want and desire, like you may start <laughs> here and this is, this is where your processes look and this is where you're at. But in just a few time, because professional artists want to get here, they're in high school, not even drawing this good. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, where are, where, you know, Keep showing up. Keep doing what you do because you will get better. Any, any, any final thoughts, Rachel? No, I think that's it. I want to make sure um, that I tell everyone where you can find me. If you go to my website, no, no, before we go there, okay. no, 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 okay, girl. Okay, I thought we were done. Okay. No, anyone have any questions for Rachel? Any questions for this moment? Like, where are you? You know, where are you in your business? How has this resonated with you? Like, let us know in the chat. And you know, do you want to get on a hot seat with Rachel for a bit? Because Rachel. Like this is a, a, an opportunity in a lifetime, like a once in a lifetime opportunity in situations like this. Like you never know who's in the room. 
you never know that connection. Like Lori and Rachel is going to get connected. You know, I'm sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know that there's already massive connections happening. And so like, you know, what are your questions? Do you have any questions? Like turn on your mic and like, let, let's, let's answer any questions. Hi, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> Look, my question is centered around writing because that's what I have been called to do in this season. And so really trying to move forward and make traction what would you give somebody like me? Like what advice would you give someone like me who's really just trying to move forward with the writing as God has called me to? Okay, so that's kind of a loaded question, but I'm a simpler, I'm going to yeah, ask, yeah, ask you whatever one more question. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of writing are you already doing? Right now I'm doing mostly spiritual writing and I do some writing for children. Okay, and is it, do you have like a blog, a website? Um, are I you doing just, this online? I just... I just told Linda, um, cause she mentioned something and it was confirmation for me because God was like, you need to get serious about this. And so I had started a blog like last year and then it was like, it was sleep. I'm just telling the truth. And so <laughs> here, here he is again, poking at me, like, come on, you need to move forward with this. And so last week I got back on it. And so I released my second blog post. And so um, Linda made a comment about like really moving forward in my business by having a blog, but I also have written some books and have a lot of other books inside of me, but I also aspire, I know I'm all over the place because so much in me, um, to publish and um, I've self-published. I've gone through a small publishing. I have four books right now, but really it's one main book, a children's book. Then I co-authored another book. and then I have two journals out okay. and one is a, um, a guided journal and the other one is just the regular journal. But so I'm, I'm called to write like spiritually, yes. but God has given me the gift to write across genres. Like, I don't know, like, Ooh, I know at some point I'm going to pitch like you and, you know, get that book deal, but I don't know. I'm just, just trying to get encouragement. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) I do know that like without a shadow of a doubt, like if nobody else said anything else, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. That's it right there. (laughs) So two things come to mind, honestly. Um, The first thing is, and you may have already talked about this, but the power of just being on podcasting, right? Like being on podcasts, starting to share what it sounds like, because I'm the same way, you can have multiple different things that you're really, really gifted at. Like I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, but there's always a, a um, what's the word I want to use? There's always a theme, right? Within you, within your heart. So I will figure out like, what that is. okay. Faith and purpose. Okay. Like, I'm boom. so passionate about people like activating their faith, walking in their purpose, like, like more than like anything else. Okay, then that is what I would start to share on podcasts. Like get on podcasts, really tighten in your personal brand because right now that's what you have is a personal brand. So really hone in on that personal brand and begin to share on podcasts. If you like to write, I'm gonna be honest, I prefer to do podcasts than like writing <laughs> like long blogs because I'm writing so much already. But guest blogging is really, really good too. So guest blogging is help, helpful. 
um, devotionals are helpful. Anything where you can share that message that when someone comes back to you, they're like, okay, even though she's delivering it in this package as a book or in this package as a children's book, it's still the same core messaging. So since you have your core messaging, you're already in a great spot. I would just tighten in your personal brand so that people can really connect with you. And then from there, you know, you can flow from there. And one thing I like to say all the time is that God doesn't give us the next thing until we're obedient to the last. And so you are already being obedient and moving, but whatever it is he's telling you to do right now, to just encourage you move beyond the fear, whether it's the conversation or the pitching or whatever it is, and begin to do that. And just, he'll bring everything together. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Amen. Okay. So I, you know, I, I do have a question. I do. I do. Oh my goodness. Um, so it's something that I'm like debating over, um, that I'm not sure if I'm meant to do. And it's about starting, um, an online magazine Mm -hmm. or monetizing entrepreneurs, because my goal is just to build a platform for women, you know, like, you know, that's, this is one of the reasons why we have the summit and I highlight women in our community because, I'm just a champion for women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want yes. to champion you to get you where you need to get in front of the audience where you need to get, you know, and the places that you, you need to get to, right? As a right, web designer, right. that's what I do, you know, supporting other women and supporting yes. businesses. And so uh, that's where I'm trying to use my talents and stuff like that. But I am, I, I feel like it's so, like, it's too big. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know we'll have contributors, you know, we had a lot of contributors come forward, um, um, being part of the speaker, but, um, yeah. Have you like, what is your like viewpoint on this online magazine thing? What would you say? So I actually, some years back had an online magazine and had contributors and, um, all of those great things. One recommendation I will give you is to make sure you have more than enough contributors because, um, depending on if you're if it's going to be quarterly or um, if it's going to be monthly, you're going to want people people's lives will just shift, and then you'll find yourself writing all the content, and you don't want to have to do that. So that's my first recommendation. But what I will say is the response was really good. People were really interested in it. They were enjoying the content. They were looking forward to it almost more so than the blogs we were putting out because the format was different. Um, so I think it's I think it's a great idea, and even the printing of it if you decide to actually is it printed or you or it's you're going to do all online or you're going to have any i'm a virtual person okay okay so that's going to make i think you know it it depends on where we are um as far as like our reach and stuff like that we you know where we build it and stuff like that and people are requesting us to have something more physical like a physical conference you know i'm not going to jump in just because oh it would be a good idea like right a good idea is a lot of work yeah right exactly I would like a successful idea you know that's it Uh, yeah and so I you know I do I'm looking at it and I'm just like I did at one point wanted to do it but you know that's my fear of like you know just keeping the pace of that and and everything like that there is a pace with that and I feel like it's very absolutely yeah that's that's the one issue I ran into where I, I couldn't keep up with you know, the people that were able to contribute, the people that weren't able to contribute that month. I even tried to give out some options of like, hey, maybe submit two. And um, I think I didn't have to do more than 500 words. And we did all the designing and everything of it, but it's still, 
you know, life was happening. So I would just, if I could do it over again, I would um, have more than one person in a specific topic or area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we were, if we were to do it, it wouldn't be a stare of like a, oh, uh, Lori, go ahead, Lori. Oh, yes. So tell me, um, (laughs) I was first, I was thinking what I wish I knew, right? (laughs) So this is such a, what I wish I knew conversation. Um, how far out were you playing? I mean, I know some magazines that go, you know, half a year, full year out. How far out were you going, Rachel? Um, and how far out would you recommend she go? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I want to say we were doing quarterly. So basically everyone had to get it back to us before the next quarter. So we had the first quarter. So I want to say they had about a six month window before the next one was due. Cause we were ahead of schedule. I love being ahead of schedule. I do not like being, you know, on the schedule, um, being ahead. So I would say, um, honestly, if you could have at least two ready so that you're working on the third one, if you're doing quarterly, you know, monthly is a whole different thing. I couldn't really even speak to that. My brain couldn't even wrap around that so much, but if you're doing quarterly, um, I would say at least, you know, the the first two quarters ready and that you're, you're starting the third one. And then keeping in mind that that last quarter is all holidays. So it's going to look different anyway, because you're dealing with holidays and the content's going to look different, but you, I actually like the holiday time because, it was just more fun. People were organically taking family photos. People were more so organically like in the holiday mood. So making that just, you can change it up and it didn't mess up the enjoy, like people actually enjoying the magazine because they were looking for something different because it was the holiday, so. And did you use like any special apps for it? Because my idea first was just having the blog as the online magazine. And then, I don't know. And then maybe in the future having the, you know, the downloadable, right? Um, and all of that. <laughs> so my husband, he, I, I don't know what he used. He, he does the web, the designing and, and graphic design, but whatever he used, one other recommendation I would say is to make it clickable, which you may have already thought to do, but there were a lot of clickable links in there. Um, and he was able to make it clickable along the way. And, you know, people could go directly to certain websites and come, come back to it. Um, so I would, I would be making it up if I said I knew exactly what, but I know now you can do that kind of stuff in Canva. (laughs) Yeah. And how did you kind of like say, Hey, we're going to put this away. We're closing it down. Cause that's hard. Right. Cause you just built. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just sent that decision, like what, what you wish you knew and what was the decision that led you to shutting it down? I mean, realistically not having the contributors anymore. We started off with, I think 12 contributors. And by the time we landed, it was like, six and I was like we can't do this this is not going to be um something we can continue doing so um I just sent an email that said you know although we enjoy doing this we're going to move in a different direction Mm. and I always say people are willing to grow with you you just have to let them know where you're going to take them you know so people understand life happens yeah for the summit we had over 100 people that wanted to be a speaker in the summit you know and so I feel like the, I haven't, you know, put out the contributor, for, you know, like the response, but I feel like we would, that's why I feel like we would have, I don't think we would, I think we'd have a problem in like shifting through, like what, what do we, we're, what kind right. of put out there and stuff like that? What is it that, what are we trying, what's the message that we're trying to say here? So right. yeah, I- that was really my, my question. I, I really want to ask a question about the content and how you filter through that content, you know, there are levels 
I mean, let's just be real. (laughs) There are levels of contributors, right? And so uh, some content you get is like great and a perfect fit for that month. And there might be some contributors that are great for other topics or other things and maybe not so much great. So what's your filtering system? Um, So what we did was we had themes and we would encourage them to write what was true to them within that theme. So that helped number one, to make the, to, for us not to have stuff all over the place, you know, but also so that as a reader was reading through it, they actually would experience transformation because different people were speaking on the same theme, but in a different way that they could connect with. So I would just encourage you like have themes along the way. And then that's the theme that should be written on, but from their life journey, from their story, from their experience, from their, um, just being a business owner or whatever it may be. Did that answer your question? Absolutely. Like, okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm just, I'm still debating. I'm still praying about it. Like, Lord, God. Right. <laughs> um, One more. Because, you know, I am single. I am so available. All <laughs> you people who are my real friends and want me to have a guy. I'm just saying. But how is it for you to work with your? I mean, it is my dream to meet a guy that is like, oh, yes, I have all of this that's the opposite of you to contribute to your business. <laughs> That is such a good question. Um, it's like any other business partnership that's sometimes up and down. We're in an up season right now, which is good. But there were, we always laugh and talk. We actually just relaunched um, our what we're doing together. It's called the Scots Official. Um, and so it is us getting back into the groove of the business we do. But what we have learned, let me tell you, biggest lesson is that we both contribute different things and we have to stay in our lane. Okay. So my lane and his lane are totally different. When he crosses over into my lane of what I feel like is my, my area, there will be conflict. When I cross over into his lane, there seems to be conflict. Um, so I think that understanding once we understood like, okay, he's really good at doing the design work at communicating with the customers. Once they have become a customer, perfect. I'm really good at doing um, the brand strategy, at building the relationship, at doing the sales. That's my area of expertise. When So now that we understand that, it works out perfectly. But before we didn't know who's, we were both, we were both so good at so many things that it clashed. And so we had to decide what that looked like. We didn't come into the marriage knowing that, you know, I didn't, I had no clue that he was good at design. He had no clue. We didn't come in, know we were even entrepreneurs together. I mean, we both had jobs and that just evolved over time. So I would did, say, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you decide together that you were going to start this? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the first thing that we did was the blended family ministry. And, and originally I started, I was going to do that on my own. He, he was working full time. He um, did project management at the time. So I was going to do that completely on my own, but I kept hearing people say, it would be really good to get your husband's perspective. It would be really good if he shared his insight. And I was like, okay. And then when we started together, that's when it took off. That's when we started getting speaking opportunities, working on a book, doing all of those things. But then we transitioned even with um, our design and printing because he does more printing. Um, he does a design, but printing is more of his, his thing. And then I do more of the brand strategy. And then we work to collaboratively on the websites and things. When we did that, when we started doing that together, that, that had to evolve, but that came out of us doing the yeah. first 
kind of more ministry together and knowing, okay, it's the two of us. We got to figure out how we're going to make this, this work, you know, and we learned along the way what our giftings were. Oh my goodness. This has been so fabulous. We are so over because I have loved every word of this. Like I will be the one to take us over. (laughs) Oh no. You know what? I I don't know. I I asked a lot of questions. I really want to. (laughs) It's my fault. I talk too much. (laughs) I know you have, you, you have a free consultation that you're offering to our general audience. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Okay. So So I have that link. I'm going to throw it right in chat. So go ahead and get your consultation with her so she can teach you. Oh my God. So many different things, but what, what, what's the true purpose of a consultation? (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about branding um, for sure. Sometimes people want to hop on a call, get some strategy with their book. So um, just really to see how, you know, where you're at, what your vision is and how I could potentially partner with you. Okay. That's so great. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh my God. You are a wonderful um, speaker. And I, I will say that um, mostly when I think about speaking, I think about someone who's able to weave together a great story and you master that. So thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yes, you do. I mean, and um, you know, I, 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 I think that when you can take your every day and make it sound like an experience that other people, you know, can relate to and want to relate to, right? That is, you know, what shows your mastery. And so, you know, there are women on here who are like, I want to write a book. I want to have, you know, an online magazine. I want to speak publicly, right? I think you are a great, you know, in real life person. Um, and you, when you were talking earlier about the gurus, <laughs> right? Um, that is exactly what I tell people all of the time. You cannot get all of your advice from someone who has forgotten what it's like to be you. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. So you like it is really hard to go and get all your advice from someone who makes, you know, like if if I'm taking my advice from someone who is making seven million dollars a year, you they don't forgot that I got a budget. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. So so true. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.